I'm Professor Neil Feinstein, and this is Conversations with the Creators. Sponsored by St. John's Master's Program in Integrated Advertising Communications, ideas thrive here. Hello. Uh, today, my colleague, Professor Audrey Siegel, is talking with Susanna from Games for Change. Audrey? It is a true pleasure to introduce you to Susanna Pollock, who is the president of Games for Change, which is a leading nonprofit global advocate for the power of games and immersive media as drivers of social impact. Now, I know that's a mouthful, so I'm going to put it in Susanna's words, and then we're going to let Susanna talk directly to all of us and really tell us about the exciting work that she's been doing over these years. Susanna says that games have a power beyond entertainment. They can be significant drivers of social impact. I never thought of it that way until I met Susanna about eight years ago. And from the day that I met her, I have never been able to look at gaming any other way than for how it might be used to move things forward, to do things better, to engage people more effectively. So I'm gonna jump right in. I'm gonna ignore the 400 page intro that I wrote about Susanna because I think there's nothing better than to hear from her exactly what she's been doing. Welcome Susanna. Well, hello, thank you for having me. It's our pleasure. I wanna start with how you got to where you are. Um, you know, how did you get into gaming as part of your career, your focus on technology within the marketing context? What was your path that, that brought you there? Well, like many people my age, I started playing video games, um, you know, as a teenager with games, you know, from Atari, like Pong and things like that and Tetris. And, you know, I certainly enjoyed the fact that there was this new digital cool way to, you know, to play, right? To, to have fun with friends. Um, and I probably didn't think about it much more after that. Um, I ended up uh, going to college and studying theater of all things and, and uh, moved to New York thinking that I wanted to, you know, have a career in the performing arts. And while I, I, quickly figured out that I had uh, skill sets that led to uh, very different career opportunities. What, what stayed with me through that time and even through today was my uh, interest and passion for storytelling and the power that storytelling can have to move, new, move people, move audiences, communities, individuals. And, and in many ways, for me, it doesn't really matter what platform in which you can tell stories as long as you can engage with people. Um, and so for many years, I worked in television for the BBC um, and on, on the business end of things, where I would, was working with in supporting creatives, in that case, it was producers and writers and directors, on helping them bring their amazing projects uh, to U.S. television. I worked on narrative uh, scripted series. I worked on documentaries, um, children's shows. Um, and for me, again, the, the the driving force was part of part for me was I was part of this incredible creative storytelling community. And as my career progressed there, and uh, I was there for a long time, did a lot of different things, uh, you know, moved up the, the ranks and eventually ran a, a, the department, co-productions and sales department. Um, my interest started moving into um, 
new forms of storytelling. And I got excited about the interactive platforms and, and way, ways in which stories, storytelling and, and communication can happen um, at first uh, uh, on the web, online. Um, then that moved into, um, into interactive media like games. And now I'm excited about immersive media like a AR and VR. Um, but again, my interest in storytelling is what kind of propelled me through the career and, and my career. And as I got more involved in impact storytelling, um, when I also came across games and similar in the way that, that you did, Audrey, I went, you know, the light bulb went off. And I'm like, wow, this is really like the storytelling platform for the 21st, 21st century. Like this is, a, this is a, not only a place where uh, mass media is and people are, right? The mass audiences are, but it's such a, a powerful and unique way of engaging with content um, that I wanted to become part of it and uh, eventually, you know, eventually dedicated my, my career to it. So let's go a little bit further there um, in, you know, kind of the creation of Games for Change. So that's a nonprofit. So you, you know, kind of went from you know, the, the for-profit environment, if you will, um, into more deeply into the nonprofit, but staying kind of in the gaming universe, what did you see as the opportunity there? What, what kind of, you know, what light bulb went on there that made you say, this is, this is where I can really make an impact? Well, what's interesting is that back in, in my television days, you know, I, I, ultimately work for a not-for-profit. I mean, the BBC is a public service network and I was charged with um, driving revenue for the not-for-profit, right? So I worked for the commercial arm of, of the BBC. And when I um, redirected my career, I thought that I had a skill set in terms of partnership development, business development, fundraising that could lend itself well to the space that we're in now. So Games for Change is a not-for-profit and we work within an ecosystem where game, um, the games industry dominates, you know, as a $159 billion industry um, that dwarfs television, film, music. Um, and so it's driving a lot of economic, uh, you know, on, on the revenue side. But it also, you know, is a ubiquitous form of entertainment that has incredible opportunity to uh, to connect with audiences around the world on the impact side. So I, I felt that I could bring my commercial sensibilities and partnership sense to bringing more people into the space to continue to build a community of practice that involved not only the game development community, but also uh, in, in the case of um Games for Change, you know, researchers, academia, public policy, people working in the humanitarian space, and brands and funders, um, much, much of which sits within, within like a CSR capacity, but, um, but all of whom are, are interested in, in exploring and advancing the space. So let's talk a little bit about CSR, and, and um, we all know that that stands for Corporate Social Responsibility. Um, why is that so important? Uh, to, to brands, to, to companies. Uh, it's become increasingly more important uh, over time. Um, you know, can you talk a little bit about what the value is to the brand? Uh, why does the consumer care? And then again, let's bring it back to, you know, why is gaming um, at the center of that? Why, how can it be at the center of that? Sure. So, um, 
uh, you know, trends over the last um, several years has demonstrated that uh, ge younger generation in particular are particularly interested in, in being active, you know, global citizens and having value and, and assigning value to, um, to choices that they make, um, you know, on how they live their lives and what they purchase on wanting to contribute back to, to society. And I think brands have picked up on that. And I don't have the statistics, but there are statistics out there that demonstrate that people are more likely to buy a product if the brand that's associated with has some kind of uh, corporate social responsibility program or value system or uh, stands for something. Um, and uh, and there, you know, the companies certainly are seeing a return on investment from having making those those contributions, but not only from a consumer standpoint, also from an employee standpoint. So they're also, you know, they're this kind of giving back to the communities or, or to society in general is also important to the people who work in these brands. And employee engagement programs that often tie into corporate social responsibility programs are also important and, and tend to be drivers of how we engage with, um, with some of these companies. So, um, so the where, where games fit in um, is, so, so when I look at the, the, the work that we do, we're like issue agnostic, right? We're looking at the, the platform, the technology, the engagement uh, mechanism in which uh, people can learn about issues, can explore issues, can become aware of public you know, global concerns um, or connect with one another. There are a lot of different types of, of ways in which games can have impact. Um, and when you, when you are at a, a, in a CSR department of a, of a company or even a, or a mission-oriented organization, you're looking at a portfolio of tools in which ways you can help getting your message out. Um, you know, one thing that we're probably really familiar with is the idea of a PSA, a public service announcement. It's a 15 or 30 second spot or it's a billboard that's on a highway when you drive by. Um, and we've been talking to a lot of these partners about putting games into their portfolios of communication and marketing and impact uh, strategies to reach audiences that might be difficult to reach otherwise. Um, and uh, we're seeing a lot of great traction. Can you give us an example um, of something that, that you consider a great and strategic use of gaming by a brand? Um, yes, yeah. so, um, well, I'm gonna first answer it in a slightly, in a slightly different way. Um, so, so some of the brands that we work with are uh, creating their own games or, or commissioning those to make games. And, I, um, and I'll come back to that in a second. But we also are tapping into, um, Brands that are interested in, in interested in reaching certain demographics. Um, in the case of uh, two brands we're working with, both General Motors and Verizon, um, they are well. In the case of General Motors, they have a big STEM initiative where they are trying to support uh, non for profits that are bringing STEM opportunities to underrepresented and underserved communities. And in the case of Games for Change, we have a program that brings a game design program to communities where the kids are learning computer science skills, they're learning 21st century skills, all through the process of game design. So, so General Motors um, sees our program as a creative and unique and forward-thinking way of engaging young people in learning the STEM skills that ultimately will feed pipelines 
pipelines and engineering and technology in the workforce. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and we are often, uh, because of that youth-based program, in a conversation um, or in programming portfolios that involve STEM and computer science. Um, in the case of brands uh, investing in games, you know, there's a very uh, kind of a famous or I will say uh, uh, groundbreaking game that MTV uh, invested in uh, around 10 years ago, uh, uh, which is about Darfur. And it was an awareness building game where, where uh, players, presumably of the MTV audiences, you know, learned the history and the political and cultural significance of, uh, of that period in history and what's happening there. Um, and it, you know, it, it made a lot of noise. Um, and MTV, you know, was interested in leveraging their, you know, their audiences, um, but uh, to, to reaching, uh, you know, the public about a really important issue and understood that putting, making a game where people were actually able to step into the shoes of somebody and uh, understand, build empathy and understanding about what was, what was going on um, had uh, a lot of uh, residents. We talk a little bit more about the the Games for Change uh, annual um, conference or exposition or um, it's the Games for Change Festival. A festival. Um, I love the word festival. It makes me happy just saying it. Um, and then also, kind of as a part of that, the Student Challenge. Um, I know that that something that I I want my students to know about. I speak to them about it every year. I encourage them to check out. Um, the festival, but tell us a little bit about what goes on at the festival and what students can do to kind of get their hands a little bit, um, you know, dirty uh, in the most fun of ways, um, creating games. Yeah, so we just wrapped up our uh, 18th annual Games to Change Festival. Uh, typically, we, this is an event that takes place in person in New York City. Um, so hopefully in future years, your students can uh, consider uh, participating in person. But for the past two years, we've been holding the event virtually. Um, this is an event that uh, invites and welcomes people from all sorts of disciplines to come together and, and learn best practices and get inspired by people who are either making games, commissioning games, researching games, you know, are using games in some way within their impact field. Um, what's exciting about our community is that it includes not only game designers, you know, and developers from the, you know, the biggest partners like AAA Studios, like Epic Games that make Fortnite or Ubisoft that makes Assassin's Creed or EA. I mean, they're all participating, but then there are a lot of independent developers that focus solely on impact games. But we also have uh, academia, uh, participating researchers, and I think kind of like the, the community that I that I mentioned earlier, um, but they're all coming together, which is so exciting. Uh, and they are listening to talks, panels. We have a whole workshop series where you can take an hour and a half workshop and learn the fundamentals of game design or understand the ethics in game design or teaching games in the classroom, all different kind of audiences. Um, we have networking opportunities. We have a whole series called Meet the Funders. So if you are a person who's thinking about making a game around an issue or you're part of a team, you could actually find out where there's funding available within the federal government or foundations or what corporate sponsors have certain funds. Um, and then there's also an incredible arcade. 
So when we're in person, it's an interactive physical space where you can play games that are part of our awards uh, competition. We have an annual competition to recognize the best impact games. And we also do other showcases where we, um, we have an immersive showcase where you can see it VR and AR, virtual reality games and augmented reality games and experiences. Um, so there's a real kind of hands-on try it out, which is really exciting. Now, all of this was presented virtually with lists of games and links to games, all of which you can find on our website. So I certainly encourage all of the listeners to check out the Games for Change Arcade and our website because you will find um, hundreds of games there uh, across all different kind of um, learning goals and subject matter. Um, and uh, and so when it comes to students, university students, one, there's always an opportunity to volunteer. So that's something to think about next year. We have over 300 volunteers throughout the festival. Most of them are university students. Um, some are professionals that take time off uh, of their day to, or their week to participate. Um, but then there are obviously the, the on-site uh, events or, or virtual events that, that we'll hold. Um, Separate to that, we do have ongoing programming that um, often are, um, of course, if there's not a, a, a Zoom call without a dog barking. So I apologize about that. Um, there are multiple opportunities for, uh, for pro interacting with programs. So we hold game jams. Uh, we just finished a game jam a few a month ago where we brought together students from different countries. In this case, it was from... Uh, uh, the United States, Canada, France, and Africa, actually Senegal, where we put student teams together to create games uh, virtually about, uh, in this case, social impact issue was about inclusivity. Um, and it was a phenomenal opportunity to meet students from different you know, places around the world, collaborate virtually over a period of time and actually make game prototypes. That's fantastic. So, you know, one of the things um, that, uh, we think about, and, and particularly uh, what kind of helped us to create this podcast series was the wide variety of interesting, cool, exciting um, areas to go into in our industry. So when we think about bringing together marketers and marketing and social responsibility and consumers and in, in the context of gaming, that's an awful lot of skill sets uh, that, that you know, kind of can come together in order to, to create you know, something really, really uh, exciting as a professional future. So when you think about what you might want our students to know uh, as they think forward to preparing themselves best for a, a successful, but also fun professional experience. Uh, I think we've learned that without a little bit of fun, uh, without people around us to uh, kind of help us take our practices forward, it's not nearly as enjoyable um, as, as it could be. So, sure. when, you know, when you think about that and you want to give them maybe a little bit of advice about how to kind of walk that walk forward with gaming um, in the mix, what would you want them to be thinking about? Well, first I'm gonna say that the people I've met within the gaming sector are so, well, they're amazing. They're you know creative and playful and out of the box thinkers. And at the same time, you know, they're um, 
some of them are engineers and and coders and designers. Like there's such a wide mix of people who work in the games industry. Um, and that in one in one from in one perspective, there's there's room for a lot of different types of talents and interest areas within this this sector. There's a whole business around creating games and publishing games and marketing games and you know and and user acquisition that lends them that, that lends itself to different types of skill sets. There's a so there's a big there's a it's a it's a big field. Um, the idea of enjoying what you do, finding finding ways and to express yourself creatively and ways you'd be appreciated and finding a culture that you feel good in. All of that is equally important. And I've been thinking a lot about culture within companies these days and certainly within my own at Games for Change, you know, about wanting to create an environment where people feel valued and, um, and safe and where, you know, this is a, a fun place to come to every day or virtually, however it ends up being, our, our workplace environments. Um, and, and to prioritize that in uh, your job interview process, in your research process, because those, those, um, those aspects of the job are, are critical and uh, that are gonna also lead to longevity within an, an area of employment. And if you are if you're enjoying where you are in a place that you work, I think that is the best way that it could lead to advancement and career growth within, you know, within that work environment. All right. Well, one of the things that I uh, always tell uh, our students after we've had a guest speaker is to um, connect with that person via LinkedIn. Yes. To uh, check their, uh, you know, uh, Twitter feed, um, you know, we'll see what's going on on Instagram. So I anticipate that you will get a lot of outreach from the St. John's student community. And I hope that they will take you up on your challenge uh, to Great. sign up to be a volunteer for Games for Change Festival, to perhaps participate in the student challenge, um, to find ways to explore this as an avenue for communication between the brand, the marketplace, and the consumer. So I want to thank you. And I have one more question. What games are you playing now, Susanna? Oh, thank you for asking. I'm playing a, a wonderful game called Alba, um, an adventure. And it was made by Us Two uh, Games. It was one of our award winners at Games for Change. Uh, they are a fantastic uh, studio and it is a mobile game. Um, and I would recommend that to everyone. All right. And Neil, can I ask you, what game are you playing now? <laughs> I'm still I'm still a words with friends person. <laughs> still there. The, the oldies, but the goodies. <laughs> well, I'll tell you that I have become immersed through members of my family in Animal Crossing. And we have created entire communities uh, filled with flowers and song and friends. And I feel like I have now, you know, 25 uh, new tiny little uh, animal friends just waiting for me uh, anytime I choose to, to log in. Uh, and maybe that's what some of this is about is that there's always, um, it's always a little bit of fun waiting for us, you know, at the click of a button.
That's great. Thank you so much, Audrey. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. You too. Bye-bye. This has been Conversations with the Creators, sponsored by St. John's University's Graduate Program in Integrated Advertising Communications. Special thanks to all who helped put together this podcast, including Professor Audrey Siegel-Mavora, Kevin James, Professor Edrix Fontanilla, and our producer, Lucy Aquaro. Keep on ideating.